Hello, Logic friends. This is Glenn Teal, the host of episode 30 with Inti Martinez. Inti is an Amsterdam-based flame artist. I'm sure some of you know him from his amazing Logic Live episode number three. If you haven't seen that Logic Live, I highly recommend going and watching it. And now, a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA, together with Flame since 2006. We would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. I highly encourage if you need any help with roto, paint, cleanup, or 3D match move, give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.thehotspring.com. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining. Yeah. Super excited about this. Yeah. Okay. Good. good. <laughs> Your logic live, I, I still go back to it. It still blows me away. <laughs> it was like that perfect commercial, like the scope of work, the creativeness of it. I think your breakdown of, you know, it, like you explain things very well. And yeah, there's still some techniques in there where I'm like, wait, how did he do it? Even though you explain it well, I'm just like, it's like almost like beyond, you know, my comprehension. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again for that. But yeah. So what, what's your background? I just want to know kind of like where you're from, how you got into post-production. Well, uh, yeah, I'm from, I'm originally from Cuba. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I travel a long way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I I started back in 1999. Wow. Okay. Yeah, in uh, Mexico City, I was I, I was extremely lucky, you know, and I, I I just graduated design school, and I was looking for a job. I, I I knew a little bit of you know Maya and a little bit of Photoshop and that kind of stuff. So I was looking for yeah, try to make a living, and and I end up in this place, and and I was looking for some three D work, and they said, you know what, we have a lot of three D artists here, but but we have a flame upstairs, right? You know, yeah. and there's really nobody here in, to to use it. We only have one artist, so if you're interested, we can we can let you you know learn it, and 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 you can you know use it if, if you're interested. So they gave me that chance. That's amazing. You know? Yeah. You have to remember that back in the day, it was half a million dollars for a flame. I know. Yeah, it was, it was like you know, totally crazy. So yeah. Actually, nobody, I, I didn't know what a flame was. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was like I that new. Because, yeah, I think it started in like 93 or something. So if you started in 99, you know, it's only a couple years after. So yeah, but if you were, if you were, if you were not in the business, you have no idea. It's, yeah. You know, it was a it was completely off rather. There was no magazines about it. There was, no, you know, nobody teach me that in school that hey, this this program. I know. You know, we didn't know it exists. It was like completely off rather for everybody. Yeah. So I, I went into this room with this guy and 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 this whole suite with this huge uh, Wacom board and and, and doing <laughs> crazy shit and I was completely blown away. Uh, right. I gotta tell you, I'm a I'm a, I'm a true believer. I've been a flame artist for 25 years now, 24 years, something yeah. like that. I I fell in love that day when I saw the interface and all the shit that it could do. It blew my mind. 
you know? Dude, that's that's amazing. Do you remember like what commercial or like a shot that you saw when he was working? You're just like, wait, what is this? And I can't remember. The guy who, who used to, the, the main film artist there is Eric Chester. Okay. He's an amazing film artist. He's uh, right now in, in Germany. Eric, I love you. <laughs> Shout out. He, he was there and I remember he was working on a commercial for an oil company. I don't remember exactly what the name of the company was, but it was an oil company. And he was doing this, you see, like the hexagons, like like the the, the chemical formula of oil, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hexagons. So he was doing this animation with these hexagons in, in, in flame. And he was using parenting and, and he was linking values. Jeez. And I was blown away. <laughs> because, you know, the main thing for me with the flame in, in this particular case was that it didn't look like anything else in the market. I know. Do you know what I mean? That's so true. The interface, the flame interface until today, I think is different from, uh, uh, there was no file tab, you know, like file, yeah. edit, copy, paste, usual stuff. There was none of that. I know. It was just a gray screen with <laughs> the with, with yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started on Flame in 2015, so way, you know, like after they had done the UI change and all of that. So that was back in the day where you had to like click library and then like another window would pop up, right? You know, and then you'd have to go into that to then import into your reels. And I, I think that, I mean, if, if you go back, and this is something that, that is very difficult for, for new Flame artists to understand, you know, and, yeah. and, and I say this in, in, in the best of way is the fact that the, the main thing with Flame back in the day was that it was the only software that allowed you to play what you did. Right. Yes. That, no. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, I mean, th there was Avid, but it was like really low res, like SD. Like you probably couldn't even like see like what you were looking at. <laughs> like Flame was like, you could play down like 2K or like HD SD images. Yeah. You could play, S let's say SD, SD, AB in... In, in, in 2001 was SD, yeah. You know, only Flame could do it. You know, I know. And, and and I think that that is the main to me. It was the main because of the way that I work. I, I the Flame in that moment was the only tool that allowed you to review your work live. Right. Because you have to understand, and, and this is again going into the technical chat. You know, Flame is a mix of two software. You know, at, at in, in back in 2000, you have two different kinds of, of software in visual effects. You have something like After Effects or like Shake. Yep, Shake. That allow you to comb layers, you know. And you have software like Premiere that allow you to play back straight from hard drive. Right. You know, because After Effects and, and Shake, they, they need RAM to play back. Oh, okay. Yep. You know, so you couldn't see your work if you don't put your work into RAM so you could play back. Right. <laughs> so Flame is the only software that it is a compositor and at the same time, it can play back straight from disk. Yeah, it's true. And this is, until this day, it still beats everybody else because of this feature. Because it allows- I know, yeah, it it's all encompassing. You know, it allows to play back straight from a frame store. Yeah. Which you cannot do that in After Effects. You cannot do that in any other software. No. I mean, even Nuke today, like you get the, you get the, like the scan exactly. line, you know. <laughs> you know, 
this is something that, that to me is the main reason why Flame has a different set of users, you know, because yes. for us, at least for me, it's, it's very important the ability to review the work high res at that moment. Right. And it's very important for the whole Flame philosophy of how to work. Yeah. Because it's, this is a philosophical thing, you know, it's, we work different than everybody else because our, our machine allow us to do that, I think, you know. Yes, for sure. Because, you know, batch setups can get pretty heavy. Like, do you do a lot of like pre-renders and they're just like iterating, iterating, iterating? Or... Again, I work Flame the old way. You know, in the beginning, there was no batch. I know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's go into that because oh. I, so, I, I don't remember when batch was integrated. So I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, Flame was originally an action setup. You know, the, the action is the main okay. breakthrough of Flame. When, when action gets introduced, it, it blew everybody's mind because action is nothing else than a 3D environment for doing mm. 2D comps. Right. And again, nobody else saw, saw it about it at that time because the only, you know, if you're going to do a 2D comp, why don't just do a 2D frame buffer? But they didn't do that. They did a 3D environment. Yes. So the way it was used was that they, in, instead of having to move all the pixels, you just map an image into a surface and you move the surface. Right. So that's how it became what it is today. It was a geometric environment with projections on surfaces. Yeah. Until this day, they call images surfaces. Well, I think, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, they do. And I think that was one of the things I was, you know, blown away by in your presentation, just like seeing how you broke down, you know, well, taking a 3D track, breaking it into like bicubics or extended bicubics and doing that. So like even back in like the early 2000 or like late 90s, early 2000s, you could do that in Flame, like within action. You know, I in my career, I have breakthroughs, you know, I, I yeah. have... I call that when I learn something new. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and and I, I wasn't aware of, of projections until, I would say, maybe 15 years ago. You know, the first okay. 10 years of my career, I have no idea that you could do projections, you know? Yeah, isn't, isn't that amazing? You, you could go like 10 years and do probably yeah. amazing work without doing it. But then once you learn that one thing, you're just like, oh my, like just mind yeah. blowing. And then and then you kind of think, oh man, I guess I could have done that job a little easier. <laughs> it blows your mind. Yeah. It happens to me with, I mean, projections change the way I work from day one. The day that right. I started, I understood how projections work because I didn't have like a clue and I knew Frank and the projections and chat. Yeah. But I didn't know what it meant. Right. Once I integrate that into my workflow, I use it every day. Okay. You know, I I I, I try to track all my jobs. Right. You know, I I try to do 3D solutions for all my jobs. Yeah. You know, because projections you to do everything i know did you start because i remember that was another thing just going through your logic live seeing your setups and you you said like to kind of become like a really good flame artist learn 3d tracking and then that yeah. can like take you to that next level and it's funny i actually i went and uh, i bought a license of synthize after seeing your i know you're a pf track guy but i was like uh oh, synthize it's a little cheaper so i'm gonna go get that so dove into that for a little bit but you know recently i've actually just been doing some tra i mean these are like more basic tracks but i've been doing tracks in flame just doing the you know the 3d track with an action and that was kind of because of your logic live so thank you for that 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how, how did you, did you start tracking in 3D within Flame or, or back then what did, was PF track around or like? I mean, I remember 3D track was introduced back in 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2000. It was Inferno version four, if I don't okay. remember incorrectly. Yeah. But I remember that it was brought into the scene and, and, and we, we start playing with it and, and it wasn't that good at the time. The, the algorithm wasn't that good. But yeah, it was on the table. But, you know, I really started using it because I wanted to learn about projections. Yeah. And I learned about all all that I know, I learned from a Sam Edwards uh, tutorial. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yes. I went into like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I went and I find this amazing tutorial uh, in which he, he explained it like fantastically how to use your projections, how to do projections. And that's what I like to do tutorials because I learn everything I know from other people. I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, very much like me learning from you. So, <laughs> you know, since my, the beginning of my career, I've been looking to somebody else's children. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, you, you need to, yeah, you need to share that stuff. I know. You know, another thing I noticed and you discussed is tracking markers. And I noticed on one of the shots where, you know, it was zooming. It was within the interior of the car and it zooms into that screen down kind of like in that dash section. And the, the tracking markers were pretty big. Now, I think that was it was enhanced because it had that crazy zoom lens on it. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Like when you supervise, like what what, what are some good techniques that you have? You did mention you like bigger tracker tracking markers. First thing I have to say is that I still until this day, I paint out the tracker marker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. You know, That's I awesome. <laughs> yeah. And paint out my tracking markers, you know, because yes. the motion blur, because of because I will take it will take me hours to track a scene with a garbage mask. So when I got a scene like this, I, I spend two hours and I paint out my tracking. Yes. This is this is an art, you know. Yeah. You are to, are you are you a, a sequence paint guy or do you kind of paint a still and track it back in because it's a projection? No, or? no, I paint. I paint in tracking marking when when I, when I'm cleaning cleaning my shots, I take my time. And I do a good paint because if I, I know if I do if I do a good paint job, I'm gonna key out that paint job well. You know, if, if I okay. if I'm doing tracking markers on green screens, for instance, and, and that goes through 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 the guy's head, you know, that motion I paint it out. I, I okay. paint it out. I take yeah. my time and I paint my trackers. Paint guys, paint your markers. <laughs> Just paint it. Yeah, it will yeah. take it will, it will take you an hour. Right. And it's done. It's done. You have a clean shot. Yes. You know, I see people trying to track it and doing garbage mass and taking three hours to clean it. Right. You know? <laughs> 45 frames, you know, just, yeah. just paint it, you know, that's something. So to me, when I do supervision, I make the tracking markers as visible as possible because I know I'm going to take the time to paint it out. Of course. So it doesn't. I, I'm not trying to do small tracking points, or because tracking, because when it's out of focus, you're done. You know, if you, if you have a little tracker and that has a motion blur, it's gone. The tracker is gone. Yeah. You know, so use a use a big track. Yeah, use but, a big. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I've seen some people doing using like LEDs now in a scene. Have you done yeah. any of that? I haven't done it. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool because it's like you always it's even in motion blur, you know, it's kind of lit up. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I personally haven't been I mean, I haven't been on set for a while, but yeah, it's something I got to look into because I've been seeing some footage coming in and there's just like LEDs in certain spots and it seems like it creates a pretty good like tracking mark. Do you supervise a lot? It depends, you know, it depends. I used to be doing it a lot, a few, but now I'm more, it depends. Okay. I love, I, I love working, depends, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so, to me, the best thing about supervising is the travel part. Yep. For that Hyundai commercial, you were down in, I think it was like Buenos yeah, Aires, right? In, uh, Buenos Aires in Argentina, but yeah, I, I love, I, I love the travel part, you know, the going, yeah for me i always say i'd rather be rotoing i know (laughs) i I know yeah i like like the craft and 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 yeah i i I really yeah and you're like in a controlled environment you know you could grab a cup of coffee and you know as you work yeah i i i work in i i like to call myself an independent frame artist i don't like the freelance term yeah so, so I have my own my own little studio here that I'll, dude, I'll, I'll it, show. It, you. Yeah, please, dude. This looks awesome. My little, uh, I like the set yeah. that I have here in the garden, and uh, yeah, I I love to hang out here and and put some music. Yeah, in. no, for sure. I yeah, yours looks a lot nicer than mine, but I I kind of converted my garage into a little flame bay. It, during it was actually COVID that kind of made it happen because you know you're not going in the into the office anymore. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 weird. You know that's that's that whole chief that is happening now is you know you never know what's going to happen. You know because I think that one of the biggest things of flame was the ability to to be live. You know yeah. Right. So, okay. Now, now that we're discussing that, yeah. How has the transition been for you? Because yeah, as a flame artist, you're like the center, the last part of the process. And now working from home where, you you know, personally, it's like more postings, right? It's like, okay, render it out and then we'll post it. I'm going to be honest with you. And, 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 and I think it's been great business wide for me. Oh, good. Because it's not as good as it should be. Oh, okay. So I'm getting more, you know, I'm getting more business, but I'm pretty sure that I could be done faster if I were doing a live session. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like I it's a longer that, process. I'm not complaining because I'm I'm booked as hell, you know, but I'm pretty sure that I would not be as busy if I were doing a live session. You know, right. I think live sessions are really the core of the of the whole experience, you know, and and eventually I think that in a couple of years everybody's going to have fucking fiber optic in their houses, and we will be able to, you know, yeah, do this properly. Yeah, you know, right now it's not good. I just upgraded two months ago to fiber, and it is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, have, if everybody have fiber, it would be fantastic. And right now, I, I mean, the whole this, I mean. The studios here that that they they doing the whole remote thing. Yeah. And I find the performance to be really uh, not good. Not as good. No, it's not good. Is most of your freelance work? Do you log into a studio's computer, or are they like? I do both, and I can tell you that right now that the difference is considerable. 
Okay. And the amount of time that it takes me to roto out something or to track something or to do something remotely is, again, it is what it is, but but it's not an optimal solution yet. I don't see yeah. that we're there in that point yet. And, you know, I, I wanted to try the, the, the flame in the cloud thing. You know? Oh, yeah. Tell it. me about that, because I've heard about it and all of that, but I, I've never used it, so. Well, you know, it, I, I, I tested the other day. It kind of, like, looks good, you know. I, I still think that it's expensive solution for freelancers, okay. for independents. Yes. Because it, you can still get an iMac. Yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I know. I think I think you can still. I mean, I, hardware is still king. I think you know, in my view, you know, you know, I have on running flame on a seven K computer. You know, okay. I have the best flame I can get. Yeah. Wait. So, did you say? Did you say you're on a, a Linux box, or is it? Yeah, I, I, I do a Linux. I do Linux. Oh, that's I cool, do. man. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I also think Linux is also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't gone down the Linux path yet. I feel like once you kind of break the code of just like learning how to install things, and I know it's like way easier now. It's almost like a Mac, right? Like with the UI or like the operating system. It's about the Nvidia cars. Oh right, yes. That's the, that's the main reason. The main reason is the Nvidia cars. We can have an Nvidia car in our Linux boxes. That's yes. The only I can have. Yeah. Trunk of a car. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you know, priceless. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, if, if you if you want to geek out, what, what video card do you have right now? I box? have the A5000. Okay. Is that is that 24 gig? I can't remember the breakdown. It's 24 gigs. Okay. Nice. Do you ever yeah. see yourself, do you ever max the, uh, the RAM out in that thing? I max the RAM totally out. But all the time. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know, I... I I love I love the developer guys. You know I know the developer guys, but but there's some things that is bullshit. You know what I mean? This RAM thing, come on. I know. There's gotta be a way for us to flush that without having to go out of the application. That's I know. I actually, I had to do, well, I had to work yesterday and uh, I had to do that. I had to close out my flame on one of my setups because it just, it stopped loading. You, you know, it would like, you go context, cause I was set context one at the front, context two at the back and it just like wouldn't load. And you know, sometimes with that trick, you just click the nodes and go down your setup and then it like pops up again. It was like nothing. So just close it yeah. out, reopen, oh and then you're like. <laughs> it's the pain. It's always the pain note. Yeah. And I had a ton of paint nodes out there. So. Yeah. And yeah, that kind of stuff that, that has to change. Because for instance, flame right now is, is one GPU only. Which is right. to me is something that it should be addressed. At least in order for us for allowing me to download uh, this kind of set chat into another set. Because I'll I'll get another car. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. You know, I will gladly get another car if if this will mean that I don't get Especially again, because I usually I usually work in action, and action is full. It's heavy, yeah. It's full, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing because, like, you know, Resolve for years has had the capability for multiple GPUs, and then if you think about 3D applications, right? Like, they could utilize multiple GPUs. So it's like, Flame, come on, you, you, well, let's do I this. Think that's I need to address. I again because I, I, I am an, a better. I'm an old person. I'm an old user. So, for instance, 
I remember back in the day, again, Flame used to be like a horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could, it, it could perform when it was a turnkey system. You know, you used to get your silicon graphics or your, or your Linux box from Autodesk. You know, they will give you a machine that it will rock out. It will be oh, the yeah. best out there. Doesn't happen anymore, you know? I know. You know, there's some other software that can perform. You Have you seen Unreal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I haven't used it, but I've seen demos, and yeah, it, it looks amazing, dude. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, for instance, check it out. Why don't we have, and, and again, I'm just yeah. putting it out here, but why don't we have a fire note? Right. Do you know, do you know how many years we've been trying to fake fire in flame? Right, so right, right. Have, and then even even the name flame, too. It's kind of funny I thinking about it. <laughs> a fire note that I can just put a fire and, call yeah. and, 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 and you know and change the parameters. Why don't I, I have a smoke generator? A smoke generator, you know. Right. I want to. Right. You know, everybody else put some atmosphere. Why don't we have an atmosphere? I know. Already, you know. Yeah. To me, these kind of things they bother me a little bit. You know, that that how do we have this? Because, for instance, if I want to create smoke, I'm still have to go to fucking libraries looking for things and then bring it and key it and. Man, Yep. Why? 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 Yep. Why can't we just have a smog generator? I know. Like a I real smog generator. You know? Oh no, that that would be amazing. That would be freaking awesome. And also, even like deep capabilities too with it. Yeah, like an atmosphere generator, like like something that allows me to create depth. You know, like yes, like I want to see fucking things coming in and out. You know, we, yeah, we should be able to do that in flame and. And we're not, and I'm very sad about it, you know, because yeah. eventually, I mean, there's a, a software is going to come out that is going to allow you to do all this stuff. I know. You know, uh, uh, Unreal, you, I, I dig into it. I think it's the future. I think it's going to be the future. I think right. you need to learn it because, but I still think the interface is extremely complex. Even So you think even more complex than Flame? I think flame is not complex at all. Okay, right, right, right. But to flame, to to most to most users who aren't flame artists, that they, they I think they would differ. <laughs> probably, but I I found I found flame interface or at least flame philosophy of connecting chat that that is very logical. I think yeah. flame okay. is very it's a very logical tool. Yeah. You know? That's another breakthrough I have when I start to make my when I learn what an axis is. Yeah. You know what? How can you break down your animation in different axes at different steps? That change everything in my world. Yeah. You know because I, you know when you start flame, you only use one axis. Right. Your yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you rotate your axis and you move your axis and you scale your axis and you do everything in one axis. That's that's yeah. a big mistake. Once you okay. learn how break down and you have your movement in one axis and your rotation in one axis and your scale. That's cool. So do you do normally do Yeah, that's gonna give you a whole full set of options that you currently don't have. Okay. So I gotta I gotta tap into this. This is uh <laughs> there's a lot of change you can do if you break down your movement. 
that's something that is gonna change your way of work. Okay. And then I know you're big into expressions because I remember seeing that in your demo, like linking. The other cool thing was how you I'm linked cameras. I'm going to linking. I think linking is a different thing. Expressions is a more complicated. I'm not a good expression guy, but I'm good at linking stuff. I think that okay. linking should be also be done easier in frame. You know, I would love, for instance, to have a way to link parameters graphically. I would like, uh, you know, I would love to get an axis and I would love to draw a line to another axis and I would like to link rotation. So I would like to link scale. I think linking is what I like to do. I, it's expressions, but it's not really expressions. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying, yeah, because, you know, you can link, but then it's it's like it it takes almost all the parameters, right? When you do, yeah, because you just want individual, like, okay, I just want I the scale. To select what I want to link, because I can do it through expression right now. I can copy and link, you know. But I have to. It, it's not an easy process, the linking process. And I, you know, I okay. think that if you learn how to link again, you can animate one axis and everything else gets animated. Right. Okay. Because you can yeah. set timings and you can set. So, so I like expression in that sense, you know. And and I did uh, back in the day. I did a lot of motion graphics. Motion graphics. You know, okay. basically uses a lot of coordination, you know. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> to flow and coordinate. And, and I think Frame has all those options. It's just that it's not yet graphically appealing and, you know, to use. Yeah. And, you know, in Maya, for instance, you, you can do something like this. In Maya, you can just draw a link and it will pop a window with all the parameters. And just click. Oh, dude parameters to these parameters that's cool easy combinations you know for instance blur based on c space yeah if you move your axis back the scene blurs oh right right yeah exactly no you see that's cool yeah there's a lot of things that you can do that it will serve you better because you can you know hide things or transparency goes when you move it far away for color correction changes you can you can you can do you can do a fog for instance you know if, if this guy goes over c the contrast goes down so it looks like right a, you know there's a lot of things you can do if you are able to link chat you know yeah oh no and that's cool can, yeah I didn't really think about that. You know, like adaptive color correction depending on the Z space. Yeah. All those kind of things. I mean, it will take you time to set it up, but if you have several things that you want to replicate the same effect, then you can do this with expression by linking. And then you have to animate the blur on everything because you'll know that the position of X axis you know, is going to control how much is going to blur or how much is going to change yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe we'll luck out because I, I did hear recently that Autodesk is partnering with, I think it was Unreal. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe they'll integrate some stuff, but very much like they own Maya and they haven't integrated the linking thing that you can do in Maya. So. <laughs> no, I got, this is something else that, you know, I don't think Flame is a good team player. Okay. I have to say, you know, I don't think that we play good with others. <laughs> I think Flame, <laughs> yeah. You know, 
I don't see so. I don't. I don't see flame working like a nuke compositor works. Right. Know? Yeah. Nuke is very. It's more <laughs> open, right? Yeah. But it's team oriented. It's team oriented. You know. Exactly. I, That's true. I seen. I seen nuke artists open another nuke artist script. Yeah. And they understand what it says. Right. I'm pretty sure that I open your setup now and it's going to take me half an hour to go through it because flame is not meant to pass out. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, it was funny. I got caught. This was like probably five years ago. I got a call at like 1 PM. This is when I was like in, you know, freelancing independent. And it's like, Hey, could you come in today? Like we need a couple changes on, on something. I'm just like, okay, number one, you're calling me at 1 PM. This is probably not a good thing, but sure. Yeah. Let me come in. And the, the set, it was like an interesting ad where it was one 15 second spot. It had multiple scenes where people are like passing, you know, a box to someone in a different scene, but they built it in one batch setup. And just if you made one change anywhere, it would be like a 20 minute render, right? You know, it, it just wasn't set up properly. I told the producer, I was like, give me two hours just to figure out what is going on here. Don't bother me for two hours because I got to figure out how this thing is working. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. You know, yeah. and, and I don't know, for, you're in New York, right? No, LA. LA, well, I don't know, I don't know in LA, but in New York, you have schools of play. You know, in New York, you have people who work the same. You have, because, you know, there's people who learn playing with these guys, you know, and they, they used to work from this company and they do this, they do things like this. And, and there's other flame artists who do things like that. So you can tell when you, when you open, oh, I know where this guy is coming from. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. In New York, you have all these little niche, you know, you have people who yeah. need to work with Nico, Chavani, we have, we have a way of working and people who go to the meal, they have a different way of working. So everybody has a different way of working. It's, it's super, super nice, you know? I yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of which, now that you're independent, I mean, do you work for companies all over the world or are you pretty much just like European based or how is that working? Yeah. No, I work for everybody. Everybody who wants to work with me, I, I take it. I, I'm, I'm international now. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Most of my work still comes from New York. Okay. You know, and and second half comes from London, pretty much. Yeah. Spain, and yeah. That's awesome. You know, you keep yourself busy. You know, I think it's a very good... I think right now the market is great for our business i it it really is i mean flame artists are in demand right like you, we, we can't find enough of them you know it's so cool, you know and even though and, and again I, i'm gonna i'm gonna make a point again even though this remote scene is bullshit you need a lot of, you know we are in demand even though the service is way less than before right yeah i know it's crazy yeah. Because, yeah, you know, I remember before you, I mean, again, being a frame artist used to meant being able to run a session. Yeah, so true. You don't need to run a session now. I know. You don't, you don't even speak to the guy anymore. Yeah. You know, it's oh, funny you say that. I might have an in-person session in like two weeks, but... You're freaking out, freaking out. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Because honestly, I'm like, the last time I had someone, like an in-person session was like February of 2020, you know? I have, I don't have, I really don't remember. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's totally crazy. I mean, I've done, I don't know if you, you've probably done this as like the live sessions, like they could see your flame through either a screen share, or like Clearview or any of that, but it's, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's not working yet. Again, give it one more year, I think maybe a couple of years. But right now it's very bad. It's not good. Yeah. It's not, not a good experience. And, yeah, and you're busy. Yeah. But yeah, the way it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, the paint. Have you tried painting remotely? Yeah. <laughs> You know, okay, so I'm curious, what's, because I'm using, like, the Teradici app, so oh, I have a Mac, you. and then I use the Teradici app, and the quality is really good, and actually the the interactivity is actually really good, but at my last company, or the company prior, they used no machine. Interactive on the Wacom was fine, but the, the picture quality was just, like, I would, I would actually have to have them upload sometimes shots, I would download it, use my local iMac, to do paint because sometimes you couldn't even see the grain structure right because it was like so compressed through no machine yeah it was just like it was i was like oh man <laughs> I, think we have to, I think we have to find a different way for instance i'm working on i was working on some finishing shots for instance for a tv show yeah and they have ways of delivering media you know so so the way i work is that i have i think myself to whatever server they use and I download the media, I send the, the media to my server and, and I try to, to work local, you know, it's, it's better for everybody. It's cheaper yeah. for them, you know, it's cheaper for them and it's better for me because I don't spend so much time fighting the tools. Yeah. Fighting the tools, you know, yeah. I, I, I would like to change people's mind in that aspect. I mean, half of my clients work one way, the other one the other way, you know, but you know, the other day I was working in in a company in LA. Okay. I'm gonna say yeah, yeah, no worries. But the flame, the flame machine that I was connected to has no internet. Oh, okay. So that's that's a common thing out here. A lot of our flames in LA, or at least the companies I've worked for, they're not connected to the internet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I what? Yeah, so what happened? Like, did you not have like matchboxes that you needed or something? Well, basically, I wanted to do, I wanted to just send me, send, download a, a file from the internet, you know, like like frame reference or a stock photo or I don't know. I, know. I just wanted to see an email from my producer. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so for, for me, you know, I only use flame. Um, I, I only use Frank, but I use internet a lot. Right, for like reference and yeah. Everything. I If if somebody else did it before, I'll use it. Right, <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that I think that the best, my best feature is that I can find stuff. Okay. You know, I can find the right place or the right effect or the right texture or the right and, and there's tons of places you can you, you know get stuff now you know and yeah source it oh yeah i mean even stock footage there's a couple sites that it's all free like even for commercial use you're like what the heck like how okay cool thanks for uploading when i came to new york when i came to new york back in 2000 i brought a hard drive 
with all the media, you know, with all my rushes and with all my smoke effects and my grains and my yeah, in my flares and my chin. And I was like keeping this drive like like a third right now. That's you can get everything. You can get I know. whatever you want. When you want the other day I needed flies. I need fly flying flies. You know? Yeah. Bam. Green screen, flying flies, you know. Boom. Yeah, it's like you don't have to build a particle system or anything like that. Yeah, flying particle thing. I can, I can get it. It's gonna be five euros or something. I get my five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, no, you know this is this is a true thing. When flame started, you know how it used to be called? Used to be called flame image integrator. Oh, okay. I I always liked that name because that name actually meant. What flame was, you know, it's not flame is not a creation tool; it's an integration tool. Right. Flame is a, it's a tool where you bring shit in, and something else comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> totally. The only, people, the only people who try to do things with flame is the one friend of white with Andy and that. They try yeah. Both. You cannot create nothing in flame. Flame makes stuff to stuff that already exists. Exist. Okay. That's a good way. That's a cool way to look at it. You know, you know, yeah. For instance, I have a friend who used to have this. I have them now because of him. I have this, this handheld tracking movement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you could add to like graphic or like whatever you need to add it to. Yeah. Real, real, real ones. You know, like, like you actually get the and track the thing because there's no way to fake. I know. I know. I've tried. I've tried it empty, and it, it always looks like crap. No way to do it. No way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, so true. Yeah. No, it, it totally is true. Well, well. Speaking of which, going back, kind of like I guess to Mexico City when you first jumped on a flame. Like, what? How? How was the learning process? My assumption is you learned from the guy that was already on the box, and you would do it after yeah. hours. But like, can you kind of talk about that? And then also like maybe like your first client session that you had, and like, were there any stories? You know, do you I, remember? I, I learned really fast. I, I was I, I was operating two months after. I have my first. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And I did a commercial for a gene company. I remember. I had a great teacher. I mean, Eric was. He's a, he's a magnificent artist. He's like top top notch. And I was there all the time. And I look everything. I knew. I knew 3D already. Okay. So I think that a lot of people are struggling right now because they jump from After Effects to Flame. Yeah. And I wouldn't do that. I, I never went to After Effects. So I went straight from 3D and Photoshop to Flame, which I think Flame is actually 3D and Photoshop. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. The whole 2D thing is never, I never contemplated that because I was already a 3D artist. I knew Maya a little bit and I knew 3D Studio a little bit. I used to do illustration with 3D. So I, I knew what shading was. I knew what. Yeah. Cameras were. I, I knew how to place a camera, how to place lights, how to place cars and fake stuff. So it was kind of like easy to me to to start working on flame. The whole real thing also make it very easy for me. Okay. Because I was an editor, you know, and and back in the day, flame didn't have a timeline. I know. So what we have was reels. Yeah. And and the way we edit was just like cutting the reel and pasting the reel, which is completely logical, you know? It's like 
I, yeah. I'll never forget the first session I attended. I was like an assistant editor and it was an inferno. And the, I just saw the, the, the inferno artist doing that same thing. He was like conforming using the reels. And my mind was just like, whoa, like, how do you do it? Like what? Cause I was used to timeline, right? Like final cut, avid stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I was just like blown away. I'm like, I, I would see him expand it and then like, take a frame out and co collapse it. I'm just like, yeah. this is amazing. What is this? <laughs> but but yeah. what I'm saying, the good thing is that I never went through a timeline before. And okay. I think that was important because once you go into the non-linear mind, because Flame is, Flame is not a non-linear, it's a, it's a non-linear, non-linear editor. <laughs> That's you know amazing. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, once you go to that timeline, idea that this is the way it, it will be very difficult to understand the 3d system in action because there's no time in action there's no time code in action exactly you don't have linear tools in action you know yeah actually it's an open environment and to me it was like a 3d software with photoshop okay you know because i had my i had my transfer modes you know and my multiplies and my ads and my screens and my and and i had my 3d environment you know i have my c-depth i have my and i was very it was very easy for me to grab the the 3d side of flame okay I, actually when i started i started doing only motion graphics because eddie was doing all the composition and all the finishing jobs and what i was doing was titles i was doing yeah titles in letters and I was doing design basically. Right. Because again, after the fact, at that point, wasn't as good as a tool as it became no. later. So, so when a client arrived, you had to do everything in flame. You have to do the color in flame, you have to do the key in flame, and you have to do the graphics in flame too. So you were kind of, yeah, you were doing all the graphics, so then you would hand it off to Eddie? Okay. To Eddie and, and he, would, he would finish it, you know? And, yeah. and that's how I learned. I remember that, that I started getting sessions and that was it. I, I never stopped. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Do you remember like one of your first sessions? Like how did it, cause it is a little, you know, your yeah. first time sitting in a room with people It's and, and people, people are like right that. behind you. I am a very outspoken person, but my friend, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been very lucky. You know, my first client was an excellent client. He was Mexican producer, fantastic guy. He, and he made like a big pie, you know, in Mexico, that was crazy. You know, he, there was alcohol and there was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> totally. And, and bring the girls and call the, you know, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, back in those days. It was, like a, it was very good. I had a great, and to me, again, I say to everybody, I'm in this because of the money. I'm in this because of the money. In I just, I, I was 25 years old, you know, I was yeah. out of school and suddenly I got thrown in this situation in which you are working in a half a million dollar machine. I know, it's unbelievable. And these people are paying $5,000 a day to be with yeah. you. Yeah. And that blew my mind completely. It, it was I know. Like, like, I mean, before that I was doing, you know, I, I remember that the last job I did before getting into Flame, I was doing uh, features. I, I was oh oh a silkscreener. No 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 for the NFL for the NFL oh. I was doing the, the box bunny NFL things. They would send me the uh, drawings and, and I would color them in Photoshop. Oh okay. And I would send it back. They would print it. You know, but again, 
I was making what? Like in Mexico City, or like 500 bucks a month. So I was like, really? Right, Army. right. And then right. suddenly, it's like all this thing, and the sushi is free, and you know, they're all the food you want. And, <laughs> totally. You know, yeah, like, amazing. Asking for Japan, and what's going yeah. on? You yeah. Know? And, and to me, that was also a big push to the flame war. It was like, I want to do this shit. Yeah. You know? This is like this is like rock star of design. it was yeah yeah totally you know, right, hey, you know and, yeah and, and people enjoy that I, I think people still enjoy that that title you know the, the flame I'm oh, finishing the flame you know they yeah. still enjoy it, that it has a brand yeah yeah That's for sure yes. yes. Yes, which no. is amazing that it's still around, you know, God, almost 30 years <laughs> or if maybe, yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Have you, okay, because I remember when I first started, right? Because I, I was kind of like you, I, well, in the sense of jumping on a flame, like very fast after like learning it, it was like throw, immediately thrown into a client session, like a couple weeks after getting on a flame, but I did have like an editorial background. So that's where we differ. I remember on like one of my first jobs, that client's like, hey, can you, um, I think it was like, I had to like key something out and then like just move it over here. But like I could, the key was just not great. I was struggling and like, you know, they're sitting behind me and I'm just like, God, what's going through their minds? You know, like, you know, they're probably thinking I'm so slow, which I was for sure. I don't know. Did, did you ever have an experience like that when you first jumped on where you're just like, oh, like, I hope they're not looking. <laughs> and they switched me. And they switched me. They, yeah. they called somebody else. Yeah. yeah. It happens to me. Yes, it happens, you know, and and also also sometimes it's not your fault. Right, true. It's really you know, but most of the time is, but again, you're not slow anymore. You know, the slow the slowness of flame beginners goes away really fast. You know. Yeah. But but yeah, I've been I've been repla I've been replaced. I, I I gotta say I've been replaced. Yeah, it happens. I, it happens. Yeah. And it's very, at the beginning, it's very sad because you say, damn, yeah. I blew it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and the first time they replaced me was, was because I was completely, I mean, yeah, I, my, my, my level wasn't there yet, you know? Right. So it was, it was totally understood, you know? I, I, yeah, I wasn't ready, you know? And they knew sure. I wasn't ready. So, so I didn't get into any problems, but basically, yeah. But there's also problems with clients. You know, I've been in sessions with clients, with very difficult clients. And, and, and sometimes it's very difficult to to get something done. Yeah. Either way, either your way or, or the client's way, you know? Exactly. For sure. I know. I know. Well, so what? how long were you in Mexico City? And then how, how did you end up in Amsterdam? Well, I uh, in Mexico, I was... I went to college in Mexico, and and right after college, I I, I went I got into the studio Olin Studios in Mexico. Okay. I, I spent roughly two years there, and then I went to New York. Awesome. I remember I wanted to, I really wanted to work at MTV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was they were doing some of the coolest stuff back then. MTV was the price at that point. Yeah. Design wise, you know. So I I went to 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 New York and. Uh, I remember that I went to a flame artist uh, party, you know, like a flame group, because we used to have groups also, you know, 20 right. years ago. 
So right. it was a party in the Autoless office. In the, no, actually, it was a discreet office. And we went there. And I met this guy. I met a few other friends. And one of these guys called me like two weeks later. And, hey, I'm out of town. I got a client who needs a job. Oh. Can you jump on it? So he gave me my first job in New York. Roy, wow. Forever grateful. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was BH1. So I... Yeah. You know, so I get called to Times Square, you know, 21st floor. Wow. Yeah. And they gave me a job and it was a nice, very nice project. And I, they keep calling me. So I was in, in BH1 for like a year, two years. Cool. And after that, I, I opened my own studio in here. Oh, no way. Yeah, we found an investor, me and another guy, and we made a studio here. And our first big client was Kanye West. Whoa, that's we, awesome. We got, we got Kanye's first music video. What? Back in, back in 2003, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and then we closed that shop in 2004 because we... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You were... You were a flame so, artist, right? Yeah, not business. <laughs> and we broke that down, and I did some art direction then. I went to do some, to work on advertising for a while. Okay. So I left the pen. Back in 2010, I started doing flame again. And oh, I was wow. super surprised because it changed a lot. You know, in, in four years, it completely changed, you know? Okay, can can you can you explain that? Because this is like five years before I got onto Flame. I know it was the old yeah, UI, but yeah, tell tell me how it changed from uh, the time the you left. Change, the biggest change that we had, the biggest change that we had, was the resolution limit. Yes, right. Flame used to be a single resolution software. Okay, so you could only work in one resolution. So if you want to, you have like a big scene, you have to stitch it up. Yeah, because you could only import. I don't know, SD or HD. Yeah, it was like 720 by whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you could choose it. But once you choose it, that was it. So if your project was created in HD, you could only handle HD frames. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So if you want something that was bigger than HD, you have to stick to... So we used to have scripts to create actions and, and break down if we wanted to get bigger images in, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's something that I never had to deal with. Change. Huge change. When that happened, everybody was like, wow. Because yeah. before that, we, I mean, I, I used to have a combustion, you know, remember? Oh yeah. Combustion. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Because we used to have a combustion just to do those kinds of jobs because combustion could import everything. Amazing. And it was like Windows based too. So you could just get like yeah. off the shelf computer. Yeah. That was cool. You can download, you can, I don't know, you want to do a pan, you can bring an 8K Sky and do a pan and render it out. And then right. Okay. You could not bring an 8K photo into the frame. And it cost half a million dollars and a combustion probably cost, I don't know, 10 grand. Like, I can't remember what it cost. But <laughs> we, had, we had a combustion shop to do this kind of stuff because it was yeah. very cheap and, and flame could not handle it. So that was a very big change. Okay. You know, the second big change was the introduction of the timeline. Yes, that's true. Which, you know, was that within batch? Because I remember seeing old demos where you you would still have your desktop, right? But then you could jump into a timeline through like a batch, right? Or something. Is that how it worked? I remember that I personally started using the timeline 
in 20, I mean, I was at the artery at that point and they have, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a beta version of the 20 anniversary edition. Oh, wow. That was your first time jumping into timeline, huh? Yeah, before oh my that, gosh. I, I used to use reels. It was de- very difficult for me to make that jump. So I remember that when they, act- with that version, I actually started to use the timeline. I think it was 2010, 2011. I don't remember exactly. Okay. But I remember they have this beta version that nobody else had. Whoa. Okay. And we were, you know, playing with it. And, and it was like it is today. You know, it's the yeah. timeline that we know today. And I think that was another big leap in trend. You know? Yeah. Oh, it totally was. So I know the you know, you think, right? The, the creation of the VFX, the ability to to do the VFX scene. You know. Yes. Oh, for sure. So I know you said it kind of took you a while to kind of to adapt to it, but you did adapt. But I, I've heard of some people that just never wanted to. I mean, I think eventually they had to because it's just, you know, they had to. But yeah, they, they were like so against like using timeline or something. Well, I think the flame changed considerably after 28 year edition, you know. It, yeah. It changed drastically. I mean, we didn't have any tabs. Right. Yeah. I think flame 2012 is the last old version. Yeah. You know, and and again, there's still a lot of things good about that version that we don't have in this version. I know. Can you can you explain that? Because I, I've talked to another flame artist out here in L.A. and he was saying the same thing. Yeah, well, at, when 2013 got released, I think he was like, it's like I'm driving a Camry. This thing used to be a Ferrari or so like he had this like funny thing, like the, the 2012 version was like so rock solid in his mind. And well, then, I think that the desktop interactivity is something that I miss a lot. Okay. And the way the way the desktop used to behave in Flame 2012 is very different than what we have today. I mean, I have a very good Flame. I have a very good machine with a very good S- SSD drives, and I have my my video card and everything. And the experience in the desktop, I find it to be less than desirable. Really? You know? Flame used to be very snappy on the desktop. Okay. You used to be, I remember artists being so fast in the desktop. Yeah. And right now, I'm faster than the desktop. Right. You know, oh, wow. Do, you know, right now, I cut and paste and I, and I do my gestures and Flame is like. <laughs> <laughs> like just trying to keep up. Oh, my God. It tries, to, it tries to redraw and bring that clip back. And I remember in the old days, you could be. And, and, and for people like me who use the desktop a lot, yeah, that's got to be very frustrating because right. it happens. You know, I feel, the, I feel that incredibly sluggish as it was before. before. Before you could do stuff in the desktop. Right now, the desktop is being delegated. And I think that something, they did something to it that doesn't work like before. I know. Yeah, something, you know? something broke within the code or... Something happened that now it always tries to... I'm faster than it. Okay. And I and before he, he was at my level. You yeah. Know? I could and do it, things without ghosting. Right now you get ghosting all the time. You know, you move a read a, a clip from one read to the other one, and then I've got you it. See it for like two seconds and then change it. You yeah. Know? It's, uh, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Or even you want to delete something. So you, you know, you drag it to the bottom and I've had it where it just stalls out a little bit. And then it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. 
snappy. And I remember it to be quite snappy, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing that I, that I miss. Nothing else. I see okay. that they're all playing. <laughs> I see yeah. that's actually the only real complaint that I have is that. That I miss the desktop. I think desktop, and people don't use it. I, I understand a lot of people don't use it, but... No, I, the more, you know, it's funny. Cause like I, I still use desktop. Like I don't really use the tools tab, which is like the old like flame, right. Where like you had your tools yeah. and all of it. I don't use that, but I am actually a big desktop user. And I think that's the power of flame is because you could just like, you have your timeline and you're like, okay, chuck it up into the desktop. Da, 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 da. Whereas like in premiere, you know, all the nonlinear editors, they're all folder based. So you have to like copy things to a folder or whatever, whatever. But I've been meeting like junior flame artists more recently and all of them are like, oh, I don't use the desktop. And I'm like, that's the power, man. Yeah. That's like, yeah. the like, that's how you go so fast, you know? But yeah, some people just don't use it. They don't. Yeah. I remember, sorry, I remember in the old days, I, I again, I, I've, I've worked with a lot of people. One of these guys that I worked, Charlie, Charlie Matiela, is a Mexican flame artist. Oh, cool. And this guy was to use, again, in the old days, everybody used flame how they wanted to use it. You know? Right. Yeah. So he had a very peculiar way of working with flame that was, that he used to modify frames and, and do changes and render two frames. Oh. The, you know, he, he used to render what he needed only. Okay. So he was doing, for instance, a paint, and instead of rendering, he's rendering the whole clip. He used to render the five frames he was working on. Right. And in one reel, and just, then just insert it in the, in the clip. So he never had a full render. All his he, render, you know what I mean? Yeah, right now, oh, totally. If I'm working in an action, your, your, your thought is just go and hit render. But yes. you have to render the whole scene. But maybe the change that you did is only in two frames. Right. I, so you're, you're wasting time and you're wasting this space. Yes. So the, 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 the old way of playing, doing this, is just render the two frames. And yep. Drop it in. Drop it in. <laughs> you know, totally. What happens totally. happen is that because we now have timelines, we have time warps and we have... Oh, God. We cannot do that anymore. I know. So right now, we have, right now, if we have to, if we want to replace a shot, we have to render the whole clip. Yes. Yeah. Especially with time warps, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's no way for so you get some, you lose some. You know. Yes. Yes. But before, I, I I only used to render what I needed to render. If I'm doing a cleanup and. I have to erase one pixel in one frame. I yeah. render one frame. Right. Yeah. So you would like, you know, expand it, take the frame, paint, just put it back in, collapse, done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's you awesome. Know, that was the way to, we used to work. But now, because we added all these things into the timeline, we don't have that ability anymore. I know. I mean, the, the only the closest thing you could do, I feel like I've done it too, just to save some time. But it's it's more for like very small jobs that like other artists aren't jumping into. But you could just like create like a little batch effect. I mean, still, it takes more time than the old school way. But and you could just truncate it down to one. And but, yeah, 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 it's not the same. But it's, um, it's the difference we used to have, you know, right now, I see myself rendering in constantly. Right now, I, I render all the time, all the time I'm rendering stuff. Yeah, oh, for sure. You render more now than we used to render before. Okay. You know, you know I'm curious. So what was your transition into the batch environment? 
because Flame was like desktop only. I mean, it had action, but it yeah. didn't have like nodes. Well, the main, the first time we used Bash, and and Eric, we remember this. The main reason why we do we did it was because of rendering time. Oh. Because yeah, because we were doing setups that take two three hours to render, so we couldn't I know. stay at the studio. So we used Bash, so we can contact concatenate two three effects. Okay. And we knew it was going to be a ten hour rendering. You know? Oh, and, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, and we used to go home. And next day it was done. So for us, the, the first thing that we started using because of that, again, Inferno 4. Okay. Had batch already. Flame 6 had a good batch already. And we used it because we didn't have time. Yeah. Because we used to do everything in action. But with the new batch, we can connect five actions. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? I do it all the time. And now, <laughs> so we can go home. And now we can go home, you know? And, and, yeah, exactly. And and then slowly I start getting used to it and I love it now. I think it's, it's great. Yeah. I think, again, I think that it's, it's not, it's not everything that it, it could be. Okay. You know, the bash, you know, I think that there's a lot of room for improvement, but it's, it's very nice to work with, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Once, once you can comprehend, I'll never forget. I think it was, it was when smoke on Mac came out. I was able to kind of play around with their what they called connect effects. And it was the, Connected. yeah, it was the dumbed down version of like batch. Right. And I just remember sitting there like the first week, I didn't comprehend like, wait, the red is your foreground. Like it took me a while to figure out red was that, then the blues, the matte. But once you figure that out, just how to connect things, it's just like your mind is like, oh my God, okay, now I could do this and this. And I like, I abandoned layer based after that. It was just like, no more. Yeah. <laughs> It's really powerful. It's really powerful. And and wait till you find out that you can link between notes in Bash. Yeah. Different notes, you know. Right. And once that happened, it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. But for instance, and I'm going to be the, you know, let's look at Nook. Uh, okay. Main difference between Flame and Nook. Nook came pipe up to 32 channels in one link. Right. The frame can only pipe one. One. I know. So this is terrible for, for, for us as compositors. Again, I don't know. It has to be a way of this to be fixed. But for instance, let's say that I want to, that I have an EXR, you know, an EXR sequence from 3D with all my passes and all my layers. Yeah. And I want to flip that. I have to put a flip node to each of these passes. Right. Yes. Whereas a nuke, you could just do and then everything. Yeah. And then all will flip. Right. But we cannot do that. <laughs> oh my right? gosh. Yeah. No, so it's totally. Imagine that. You know, so basically, in nuke, everything flows from the beginning of the tree until the end of the tree. Yeah. So, my, you know, I can read my ambient occlusion pass in the last note or in, the, in any note because yeah. it's always there. It's, it's always the there. Part. I know. We don't have that. Yeah. For us, we only have RGB. Right. And other. If we so want true. to pipe everything else, we have to pipe it separately. Yeah. So it becomes a waste of. So that's why I say that Flame is not a good compositor. 
Right. Yeah, that was that was like because I started learning Nuke a little bit ago. I mean, I'm still beginning stages, but that was my first hiccup with Nuke is it all the channels go through. So I was getting yeah. results I didn't want because oh I'm God. used to just one channel going through. So I'm like, wait, why is this mat here? And I'm like, oh, I got to remove them because like all whatever I had is being flown through. Yeah, it's there, there all the time. Yeah. And it's great. You know, we don't have that. You know, I think that's something that that even for simple operations, you know, if we want to flip it, if we want to flip, we have to flip everything. Right. You know, it's not good. It's not very well. Why? Because it was so before EXRs existed. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know? I know. I know. I do feel like there are some features in Flame that are cobbled together to like make it work, but it's just, it's not as seamless as it could be. This is one of them. Yeah. You know, I think the handling of multi-channel pipelines is, is something that eventually we will have to have maybe a purple link that, yeah. you know, now we have a red, a green, maybe we should have yeah, a multi-channel yeah. multi link. A multi that would be cool. Link. That would be cool. Okay. I never thought you about know, that. I like that. That would bring so much possibilities in what we do, you know, because you yeah. will have everything all the time. I know. You can have your dev pass at all times. You can have, you know, I don't know. You know no, no. That's awesome. <laughs> what, was there ever a time where you thought, hey, maybe I'll switch over to new? I always see flaming. You know, I had a client who told me once, you know, there's low end and high end. Okay. Flame is always going to be high end. Right. There's always <laughs> going to be a high end. Right, right. You know what I mean? There's always going to be a high end. And I think that because after all these years, I, I, I have to stay on the high end. Right. You know, on the high end of things, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a choice, you know. I I have nothing against any other software, you know. Right. I, I I I yes. You know, when I got to MTV, I was all cocky about Flame, and I was like, I'm the Flame artist in general. And those kids in MTV, they were like 15 year old kids, 16 year old kids. Yeah. What they did with After Effects was amazing. I was. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I have to shut up. I have to say, I say nothing. Because, you know, it's not, I, I mean, they were geniuses. People that is good at what yeah. they do, is very good at what they do, you know? Yeah. And, and After Effects is an amazing software. And I think Nuke is an amazing software. But it's for some kind of stuff. And Flame is a different kind of software that is for something different. You know, to me, the biggest problem that I have in the business today is when, when people don't understand what a Flame artist is. Exactly. And they, they think you're something else. You know, it's like they think you are a compositor or they think you're an emotion graphic artist or they think you're an editor. Right. You are not. You, this is a very specific set. There's clients who, who totally get it. You know, I have clients who who say, you know, we need, we need a flame artist. And they know exactly what. I know. And they know exactly what they need. And they know this guy is going to fix it for me. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's you know, the power of flame. I mean you could you could do anything in it, you know? Yeah. And I've yeah. heard of, you know, some people or you know, like producers at like certain shops and you know, hey, maybe let's go like the resolve route because it has fusion now and it's like like good luck, right? <laughs> right. Well at least look, if you have time for sure, you know, but like in advertising, the time is there there's no time. So <laughs> We, I, I, you know, the, I think the only, the only time, you know, I think Unreal has made, has made a very big impression on me. Okay. A year ago, I, I got, 
I haven't learned because I have no time. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, same. I have to actually take, I don't know, five months. <laughs> you know, and, and get to it. And I'll, yeah. But to, like take a sabbatical, you know, and then. <laughs> I would, yeah, probably, you know. Yeah. I will go to a niche and I will do that. But I think that that's the only way I think about switching. Okay. The only time. Because this one, I think Unreal has really impressed me. Yeah, I mean, it's, you can almost do any, I mean, obviously some of the rendering, you know, needs improvement and stuff, but like you, you can do, it's just such an open canvas, you know? You know dude, listen, the other day I was working in a spot, you know, this is two weeks ago, you know, okay. this is a spot, it was shot in the desert, you know, and yeah. rock or something like that. The guy who should appear in the spot could not fly to the spot because he's a big star and they have, we have to shoot him on screen, green screen. Right. Okay. But the director wanted to use the camera move they use in the green screen. Oh, okay. Yep. And the camera move that we use shooting in Morocco was different. <laughs> of so we course. Didn't have the yeah. footage, we didn't have the footage to create the scene. Yeah. So we will have to get and paint and do. And then this guy, you know what? Let's just try it in real. And in like two days, they build the whole scene. Whoa, okay. The whole, the whole scene with the people and the camels and the dust and the markets and the and the old buildings from they did it. They built it, dude. You know, That's amazing. Than, you know, I could have spent two weeks rotowing and, and projecting chat and yeah. they did it in two days. They built <laughs> the old sets. That's amazing. <laughs> with people walking. Wow. They have people that they can drop and they can change and make this an Arab dude with the thing. And That's you want a awesome. bicycle? There's a bicycle you can get and put it there. And, and they did it. And I was like, holy crap. Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. So did you take those files and do the final comp or did someone else comp it in like no, Nuke or something? They, they did it in Nuke later. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. They decided to go a different way because it will have taken me weeks to do something like that. Right. Yeah, 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 of course. I just wasn't sure if they gave you like an element or something and then, yeah. They handled it by themselves, and, but I was completely impressed. That's awesome. They could create all that stuff. Yeah. Walking jet, you know? I mean, that's pretty amazing. And that was, and it was a final yeah. shot, right? Because like there's that. no way, there's no way for me to add walking people in the charts. No. No, not at all. You know, I can I can only do fucking photograph and chess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Guys, you know, I've, I've seen... And they get a guy and they put, okay, I got this guy walking slowly or fast or running or looking back because they, it's all yeah. there. That's awesome. Just, I mean, oh, that's, that is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I got to look into it because I have thought about, cause you, you could do just like short films in it. I mean, look, you could do, you could do final composites, you know, like backgrounds and all of that. I've seen it used in commercials, but so far just for like pre-production, right. It's like scouting or like I saw one where they, they built everything in unreal for one of those led you know, because everything, a lot of things are being shot on LED walls yeah. now. So they kind yeah. of built this environment in the LED wall. I mean, but there was still a ton of cleanup. I mean, they had to like rebuild like the whole environment up the ceiling and all of that. But uh, yeah, that's what I've seen. But I haven't seen a final shot come out of. I, I have. I have a couple of uh, times. That's seen awesome. And 
they look fantastic, man. I mean, I'm sold. I would love yeah. to do that. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> nice, I you know, again, I, 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 don't, I don't see why don't we have a tree collection? Why don't we have a yeah. cloud collection of, of things that we can just drop? We already know. have an environment. You know, why don't, why can we, you know, you know how much time we spend made matte painting shit? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah, because I do find myself like looking for elements too. You're just like, wait, what? And then you're like, okay, go through this library and very much it's like, okay, I could take this. I got to key it. And then you're like, you, you kind of go down that rabbit hole, but it would be amazing to just have an action node. You go, oh, I just need like two trees back there. Boom, 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 boom. All done. You know? All done. Yeah. You know, uh, parametric, parametric trees, you know, like parametric, like you just put the values and I want, yeah. you know, I'm going to make another one, you know, check this out. Well, do you know what we need? Very fast in Flaming. We need, we need camera presets. I can't believe we don't have camera presets in here. Right. That allow me to set my, my field of view. Yeah. If I go to a PF track, for instance, PF track knows what camera I use in every shot I bring. Or at least it gives you options. Is this an Ari? Is this an Ari Alexa? This is, you know? Yeah. We need that kind of presets. We need lens presets, you know, uh, it's very, right now there is this company that is making these lens presets. So they are actually measuring lenses and they are generating UV maps for stock lenses. Whoa, that's cool. Okay. You know, we need to have access to that. I know. Why can we just, you know, get into that database and, and make it easier for us to, to, yeah. to create a camera? That would be that would be really cool because it's like and almost treat it like how they do the color management system. Like, hey, what camera was this? Like, oh, it was an Ari. It's a you know Alexa Y gamut. But yeah, you could choose like, oh, this is an Alexa LF. So your action just goes to the fo- yeah. That'd be awesome. Yes, we yeah. need that kind of automatization because we yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because people people who don't know about it they overlook it. Uh, I know. You know, so we have to bring that kind of customization with standard, because this is standard, you know. Everybody chooses with Ari, you know. Everybody uh, chooses with you know. Yeah. Length, this distance, all that stuff that will allow us to, because, you know, what we have in action when we open a scene is the default 45 default camera. Yeah. You know, but it should be that if I bring a background, this guy is going to give me the right. The actual, yeah. The right oh, scene. for sure. That, well, that would be amazing. Those kind of things. And, and yeah. Yeah. Fe- feature request right there. <laughs> I'm always trying to, to because, again, I, I, I want to make it better. I think that we're lacking in these things that I think they're really easy to solve. Yeah. This should be easy to solve to connect to a database. There's a, there's a place, I don't know if you know it, by the way, it's called uh, BFX Cam Database. Oh, yeah. I, I just recently came across that. I use that all the time. I use yeah. all the time to find the, uh, the the vertical measurement of the of the lens, and why can Flame just connect to that stuff and get all these things there? I know, I know that'd be amazing. You yeah. know that kind of shit. We we need that because it will speed up everything. Yeah, we have that with color management, which is amazing. Yeah, totally, totally. Are you using it? Oh yeah, oh all the time. Yeah, actually, so the I'm working at Framestore right now, and everything is Asus CG. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously converting all the time. Oh, another one for you, or for the Autodesk developers, tracking. I mean, Asus CG, 
you can't, I always have to put a color management node out there, take it to Rec 709 to get even just a one point track or something, I you know. It's, it all the time. I got used to, I got so used to it that I do it automatically. Yeah. You know, the problem is when I forget that I do it and they get right. something, and then <laughs> something is key. Oh, I, I actually, I started saving a little, a color management node in my user bin that just does that, you know, just drag it out. Okay, here, here we go. But yeah, I mean, just yesterday I, I was just trying to do a one point track and I was like working with the creative director and, you know, I go to track and I'm like, it's immediately frame to it. It go. I'm like, oh, oh wait, hold what? on. And you know what? It has a life of its own. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. 2D scene, there's a... I don't know if that happened to you, but there's one moment in which something happens that it will, if you hit track, it will track one frame, but the next frame will go out. Yeah. And if you put it back in, it will track one, but then the next one will go out. And there's no way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's no way to get it back. It, exactly. That, that note, you can throw it away. Just go, just throw it away. Get a yeah. fresh note and it will work. Yeah. Kill it. Just kill the note. It's not. It's dead. It's Once dead. that yeah. happens, it will do one frame. Okay, it will get the next frame, but the next one, it will. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think there's something in the code of the 2D tracker that's just built for Rec 709. Like there's just something in it because yeah. with GMAS, you know, GMAS tracers, you know, for planar tracking or whatever, I've I've actually had good results from ASUS CG. Yeah, there's something about, you know, a one point or two point track. It's just like, psh, gone, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. crazy. Tracking, I mean, tracking is like the, the pinnacle of what we do, you know? We have to be able to track everything, you know. Yes. And even even to this day, there's a lot of things that I track manually. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of manual track. A lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, when you say manual, or is it like throughout? You know, get a. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, right. But do you, do you do it like just with an axis node where you manually are moving the things, or? For instance, I. I, the other day, I, was, I had to replace something. I, I couldn't track it. There was no way for me to do this track. Yeah. And I had to track uh, a, piece of, a piece of something, you know, that it was flying around. So I, 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 I got four axes. Okay. I got four axes, and I manually tracked each corner, and I put an axis yeah. on each corner of the scene, frame by frame. 48 frames, 50 frames, whatever. Then I got a bicubic, and then you link Love it. each axis to each vertex. And you yes. Get yeah, your totally. Vertices. That's cool. You know, you know it's funny. I, I've done that before, but I skipped the step of using individual axes. I would just put like a bilinear out there and kind of manually do it. But I feel like there's a power to having like an axis per spot yeah yeah i i like that because the what happened is that you have to remember that you have two channels on the shape channel okay you have the track channel and you have the actual shape channel so when you move and you track by hand using a bicubic you're actually moving the shape okay gotcha so if you want to use that to add a deformation you have no you don't have another another channel to do it. So, I mean, I, I learned how to do this again in the artery, the school. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Liberace movie, remember, with, with Michael Douglas, you know? The yeah. Douglas, oh, yeah, yeah. He put his face, his head on, on this guy's body, right? Yeah. So how they do it is that they track the shape of the of the actual body in the in the tracking channel and then okay. in the shape channel you can modify it to put it and match it to his face whoa so, okay so that's why i always try to separate the tracking from the shape channel the shape so, okay that's a good tip if you yeah you have two channels actually you have four channels in the surface you have two uv channels and two shape channels so there's four ways in, in which you can sub modify a surface in flame. And and but the the main two is the shape channel and the track channel. The track channel allows you to move and the shape channel allows you to modify the movement. Okay. So try it next time. When you track something, when you if you use a bicubic or a bilinear and you select your four axes and you hit track, what you're tracking on is on the track channel. Right. Your shape is not being animated. There's zero keys on your key. Okay. On your shape channel. So you can then get that and move it around and it's going to keep moving the same way. Uh, cool. Okay, I'll try that. If you do it with the four axes, you basically can paste that information into anything. And the good thing is that if you just grab the axis and you move the axis, the bicubic is going to move with it. Okay, this is where it comes back to you linking. <laughs> You can now stretch it out. And if you put an axis... That's cool. If you put an axis behind, you can do weighted things. So basically, okay. it will move more or, or less based on the... I mean, yeah. Just separate everything and you're going to win. Separate okay, okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's great. <laughs> so you know, cool. I have, friend, I have a friend, another film artist, very good film artist, and... We always have this discussion because, you know, one of the traits is to put cell phone screens, you know? Yeah. We, we, we're tracking cell phone screens. We're going to be tracking cell phone screens forever. Forever, yeah. Right? Yeah. So my friend, he, has, he likes to stabilize the shot. Yeah, okay, I've done that. Comp it and then put it back. Yeah, I've done that too, yes. You know, I tend to put it without stabilization, but... Right. Well, with but, the stabilize, you have to be very, you really have to make sure you're outputting a mat so you're not affecting the the plate and all of that. If, if you're not mindful of that, it'll start getting mushy and stuff, you know? Yeah, so you like to, you don't, you just, you just track to the plate and yeah, you don't, now, yeah. Yeah, I, I like to, yeah. Now, the good thing about the other option, for instance, is that you can paint on it. Yes, yeah. So if you have to clean up something, the stabilization method is clean. Yeah. Right. That's why right. tracking something is so important because everything that you can track, you can stabilize. Exactly. I know. The other day I was working in a spot. This girl had an earring and they want the earring to be removed. Right. You, know? you can track it and you can put a mask and you can do an offset. But you can also do a one point tracking here. Stabilize that point and paint it out. You know, it's funny you say that because sometimes the one point track is still just the best option. Yeah, because like, I guess my first, if I had that shot, my first plan of attack would be pull out a GMAS tracer, try and planar track it. But you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes you just go back, I just, I'll do a one point track. <laughs> and, and it locks in. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Well, Angie, this has been awesome. I, I forgot to ask you a couple of questions. For desktop reels, do you prefer horizontal or vertical? Uh, horizontal. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Are you flame hotkeys or smoke? I barely use flame hotkeys. Barely. Okay. Do, do you modify? Do you modify no, it? No, I use vanilla. <laughs> vanilla flame. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And I get Wacom. Do you have it in the front of your keyboard or are you a, a side Wacom kind of guy? Well, I used to be a side Wacom guy. I used, okay. to be, I, I used to work in the side. And recently I've been using it. Yeah. Like That's really what I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have the same thing. But before, yeah. before I used to have it on the open. And to be honest with you, I seen that because I don't have a reference monitor here anymore. But before, when you have a reference monitor, you all the time, you're moving yourself all the time. And before, it used to make sense. But now it doesn't. But, yeah. Yeah. Are you a single viewer? Do you, do you like the dual view, like when you're compositing? I use the dual view when I have to dual view. Okay. Yeah. You know, when I need to see things from a different angle, maybe. You know, I use... Yeah. When I'm comping, I use a lot of 3D comping, so I so I use my top view a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I usually have my my camera view and my top view or my side oh, view. Oh, that's cool. Because okay. I need to know where the camera is. I need to know where my my things are from a from a different angle. You know. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. I only use it for geometry position. Okay. Other than that, I still change from schematic to action me too i'm like i that's yeah. how i started in flame and i'm so used to that it's like i get in a dual view and i, I generally just get confused i'm like wait like, over we here even change. <laughs> we even change if we don't need to change we just yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> let me let me just see what's going on in the, in the, in the yeah <laughs> i know i know it's crazy it's crazy. It's yeah all right. Well, Inti, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. As I've said, I've, I was blown away by your Logic Live and I, I still refer it today. Like I, I'll go back and be like, wait, how did Inti do that one thing? You know, and I, I reference it. People write emails. People write me emails. Like, yeah. Yeah. I get, I get emails and stuff. Yes. Dude, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So thank you for that. I want to tell Andy right now, I want to do one with, with the simple scenes. Yeah. You know, like simple flame things, you know, like like pre-multiplication, for instance. Oh, totally. No, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's the biggest it's... mystery for frame for new frame artists is how I know. to avoid the black egg edges. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I did at another company I worked for, for some of the junior artists, I did a little like five minute class on pre-multiplication, but for graphics in the timeline, because I was noticing black edges around certain graph, I'm like, that shouldn't be there. And they were like multiplying it. They were like multiplying it twice and you're getting the, you know what I mean? And I was just like, guys, no, we can't do this. We can't do this. In the business. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll do another one of the, of the, of the quick scenes. Awesome, man. That's great. Well, thank you. And I'll keep you posted on when this is being posted and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'll listen to myself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Auntie. Nice, nice speaking to you too. Yeah, you too. All right. Take care, Auntie. This episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA, together with Flame since 2006. 
we would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. I highly encourage if you need any help with roto, paint, cleanup, or 3D match move, give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.thehotspring.com. See you next time.